0: Hello everybody! Welcome to episode three of the Other Brother podcast. I'm joined today by Ross Cunningham. Ross, how are you, mate? I'm good Ross, yeah. Yourself, you right? It's been it's been like one of the days, mate. Working working from home, uh, so trying to just try to keep the mind active in it. I've got the dogs, so I've been out a few walks and stuff. How about yourself, how you keeping busy? Uh, yeah, just working from home.
1: That's been it. I was out for a walk earlier. That was good. Have you have you warmed up from your your ice bath I saw last night on your? Well, right,
0: that, yeah, that's day, day two or thirty. We're going down tonight to Loch Lomond. We're going to go back in again. And Nicole's never done it before, so she's building it up. So, I and uh, enjoying that. So, how is lockdown? Well, it's not. I'm saying lockdown. It's restrictions. Been up your way, is it? Affecting life, is it? And I guess
1: just the biggest change is really just kind of working from home so much just now it's just become I guess part part of life. It's something it's just so funny I guess that a few years ago you can really imagine kind of having this sort of kind of way of life. But um, yeah, you, you adapt to it. And I think um, it's, it, was, it was good as well. Kind of recent months as well when obviously there was restrictions put in place that um, I was relieved that there wasn't any um, restrictions on on travelling again in the way we've had in the past. So um, still lucky enough to go out to the hills and things, especially over Christmas time. And, um, I was over in Mull um, as well, which was which was great. So it was just great to have that freedom, I guess, to, to go off and do those sorts of things.
0: Yep, I can't wait to to get into this pod actually to discuss the mountains with you. But i will go to to the start. Obviously, you you grew up. You're a Fife boy. How was how life growing up in Fife? A bit quieter than Glasgow, I would imagine. <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: Um, I was yeah um, born in Kirkcudbright and grew up in Glenworth. this um yes yeah, kind of spent most of my days and in, in fact I lived in Perth and Stirling for a little bit I was at uni in Stirling but and um, yeah I grew up in Dunrothes and I uh, was really into my football uh, growing up play, played from my primary school my high school and uh, was a big Meath fan when I well, still am but even bigger when I was when I was younger I was a ball boy there and really enjoyed I guess keeping active when I was when I was young but particularly football.
0: Yep so you've got a uh... I've obviously watched a BBC bite Size thing uh, to do with the hills for a wee bit of looking up before I brought you on, so let's get into the reason why you're here, mate. Two thousand and seventeen, um, you identify your feeling a bit, a bit different. How did how did that come about for you, Ross?
1: Yeah, it just I think I just really hit a wall. I'm um, quite a lot, of, kind of quite a lot of fronts, really, um, and really just the, the, you know, the start of August, and yeah, like you said, twenty seventeen um was just really really struggling with things and um, was in a really kind of deep um stage of depression really that um i was just yeah it's just it's just so strange looking back because um it was just something i've never experienced kind of since then but i'd never experienced it before so to kind of really be in that really um really dark place just you really like um you know, drowning with them um, how i was feeling and um, it was just it was just like such a tough place such a tough place to be, and I guess my experience, I know everybody's experience of depression and um, issues with their mental health is different. Everybody's kind of got their own their own story, I guess, and, and what they're like. But I guess with myself, from my memory of it, going through that kind of period was my anxiety was really high. Um, I just really felt just anxious all the time. Um, There's pretty much every day for, for a good couple of months, um, or at least a month and a half or so. Um, you know, I was, I was crying <laughs> every day. It was um, really awful and. My sleeping was terrible. I remember um, I just I couldn't get to sleep. I was just, it, just things kind of going through my mind all the time and, I, and then I couldn't. Um, and then the next, like once I did fall asleep, I was waking up really early, just feeling really anxious and really nervous. I wasn't eating properly. So I was just in a really
0: horrible place um, at that time. So when you started noticing you felt like that, did you reach out for, for help or support? Did you go to your doctor or any groups or? anything like that
1: um i didn't at first i mean i did eventually you know speak to somebody about about things and um kind of how, how i was feeling and um, you know professionally but i guess what really did help was having people around me in my life that i could speak to just to kind of see how i was feeling i mean quite a lot of people as it turned out and it's it's, it's a really great thing kind of looking back that there were so many people in my life that were were there to and um, really want to help me and to, to, to just if it was just an opportunity to speak to them and um, about how I was feeling and that was you know includes like and um, friends and family and workmates as well and um, you know I remember uh, Donald Farker and um, somebody that that's, that's confided in quite a lot um, and the same with, with Megan who worked beside as well so um, yeah speaking speaking about it and um, was was such a big thing at that time to just I sort of just kind of feel like it was getting a little bit off my chest a little bit and just feel that a little bit better.
0: Yep, and that's as they say, and I found it definite for me a problem shared is a problem half. That to, just took that burden off my chest, so I can identify with, with what you're talking about there, Ross. Um,
1: I'm just and, I just add to that as well, just kind of yeah. right, I that um yeah, like like you said there, I think once once you, you can sometimes be a bit of anxiety about saying to someone how you're feeling, um I guess, and then you kind of feel how how they're gonna are they gonna judge you, and when the idea of you opening up to somebody can feel you are really vulnerable, but actually, like, every time I did it with, with someone, whether it was a friend, family member, someone who was working beside, um, I felt a lot better after after speaking to them. So it's something I really recommend to people. And I, I know it's hard for people sometimes to maybe admit they're going through a tough time or, or anything like that. It can, it can be really difficult, but it, it really does make a difference just to just to just to speak about it. It's not going to solve your problems, you're not going to feel um, instantly better, but it just it's, uh, it starts, I, I guess, uh, a trail of of improvement over time.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the idea of the podcast, mate, as I said to you when I asked you to come on, is that I know myself, there's people who sit feeling like that and won't talk about it and hearing the likes of yourself and my other guests and stuff um, opening up about how they felt uh, will hopefully normalise the fact that it is okay to have down days, it is okay to be depressed, it is okay. It's it's human nature and everyone's got emotions and it's how we handle them. Um so that that day about a depression kicked off a new chapter in your life, I believe, when a friend told you to go a walk one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, a friend and work colleague, yeah, Megan. Um, she's Californian, and she and when she was back in the states, really enjoyed getting outdoors. A really adventurous person, um, Megan, and um, yeah, she got, she obviously knew what I was going through. And what I was speaking to her about how I was feeling, and she just basically said, if. Uh, if I fancy going up a, a Monroe, or up, well, a couple of Monroes um, in Perth and Kinross with her that weekend, just as something to do. Because at, at that point, I guess I was just, um, I was really probably just wanting to stay in my bed and not really want to do very much. So, um, for whatever reason, or it's probably Megan, she's quite, <laughs> um, she um, she can um, be quite persuasive. So, I think she she kind of maybe probably pushed me to try and convince me to go with her and uh, yeah, we headed up. It was on this last Saturday. I remember um, so Saturday 5th of August, 4th of August I think it was and I uh, went to the Ben Glass and Ben Moores and 2 Munros.
0: Um, I'm trying to get Nicole at the moment worked up that we're gonna start doing them again. Uh, and I loved following your progress on your Twitter or um, your pictures of you and your wee dog out on the hills. Um, Aye, amazing, um, and that that was exactly what happened with me. A friend took me up into the Kilpatrick Hills, not even Monroe's, and we went a walk about and just having that pressure easing a wee bit because there's no expectations, there's no up there judging you. You're just it's you yourself, and if I found that peace, I definitely found that peace when I was on out on the hills. And um, so, on the back of you finding. A bit of happiness and a bit of peace and a bit of mental, a good place in the house. You get involved with mountains mend mines I Had to try it's a bit of a tongue twister that right, Ross. <laughs> Can you tell us a, a wee bit about that and what you do with them. Uh, yeah, I guess it's um, so. I guess from doing those first two
1: two Mondays with 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 Megan, um, uh, strange because I, I guess the following weekend, even though it was still like a pretty dark place, I was still. For some reason, I just felt compelled to think. All right, I, I don't know if I quite enjoyed going out on the hills. I was still maybe in that place where I just can really take pleasure in a lot of things at all. But for some, for whatever reason, I decided to go out the next weekend and go up another hill. And I remember that um, Megan, I think she was playing playing football that weekend or something. She was she was unavailable. Um, but um, I took my wee dog with me, and we went up and did uh, Ben Ben Chauncey or Ben Honzy, whoever it's pronounced. And then just uh, pretty much every weekend since that since that. Um, in, in August 2017 you know outside obviously the pandemic um, and the lockdowns I've been out most weekends whether it's out in the hills um, or out kind of exploring like the Fife Coastal Path or something else so it kind of kept going and kept going Um yeah I was in uh, I took part in a, a BBC video in a couple of years ago, obviously you, you mentioned and the response I had to that was amazing the, um, the people people from around the world that got in touch with me and said like well so kind of well done for opening up about how you're feeling but they would say about how maybe um, they've started to maybe go out, outside and, and kind of explore the outdoors and maybe, or maybe take a pill walk. And for people that would um, go up Munro's or go up hills, then tag me in it and say um done my first Munro after watching your video, which is just the most amazing feeling to, to, to get, to think you're actually having a positive influence on other people's lives. And in, in that, you um, know, in, in a small way and um, something I love that maybe inspired other people to do, to do something um, like that, that I love. So um I thought, just uh, I, I'm going to make a website to hopefully have like some blogs of other people that have um, are reaping the mental health benefits of of hill walking outdoors. So I started a website called Mountains My, My Minds, and that's kind of what it's, what it's become. There's if you go on there, there's a few stories of people that um, some people that I've hill walked with before, but there's a few from people that are in different countries in the world where they've they've um, kindly uh, put a, a vlog together that's that's now up on the website to hopefully inspire other people to to take
0: it up as well. That's superb. And for any watching or listening on Spotify, when Ross says he walks Munros with his dogs, we're not talking about an Alsatian or a big lab. <laughs> what are we talking about, Ross? A uh, wee Westie, a West Highland White Terrier. Um, he's yeah called Dex, and um, he's
1: he's too old now for um, going up the the big hills. I so sometimes kinda of take him up the five hills, kind of the the weird ones. But um, like back when I first got into hill walking, he would have been what six or seven first into the Munroes. So uh, yeah, he's been up uh, quite, he's been up, well, he's been up 62 Munros, which is always amazing for, for a wee Westie, but and, and it's, it's hard to describe it because people would think like, if I imagine it, like obviously there's a, a grown man on the hills with a, a wee dog, and um, it would be him trying to keep up with me, but it was, it's always, every time I took up Munro, it was always the the way around. It was me trying to keep up with him. Um, and uh,
0: yeah, some great memories over the years um, on the hills with a wee dog. And it's a thing you see that you don't expect to see when you start the walking. the amount of people that take their pets up. Uh, I remember one time we met a big Belgian shepherd and we got talking to the guy and it was its 80th Monroe that year. And it was black with a golden underneath and the, the dog was called Jaeger. And I always remember it because the guy said when he got it, it looked like a Jaeger bomb because it was black. <laughs> it was... Uh, a bit, but as you say, if you've got your dog there, and especially a wee dog like that, it's down three and you're one, because they're up and down and up and down, waiting on you. But uh, that's that's uh, magnificent. So how many Monroes are you on now?
1: So now, so, two uh, two four one one is what I'm on. So there's 41 to go. Um, like I said, I've been doing them, every, well, at least some sort of hills every weekend. I've done quite a few repeats. And... Um, because it's hard now because the ones that I've got left are all quite far away. So if I want to do a Monroe weekend or, or maybe take a friend up, I've, there's quite a few times in it where I've taken friends up to do their first Munro. And so I, I, I maybe not went with the ones that are really far away or really technically difficult or that. So I've done quite a few repeats of like Ben Lomond or Mount Keen or uh, Ben Vorlix, another one, or Ben Honsie, those uh, Ben Loris, those sorts of ones. So I've done quite a few of them.
0: I've done quite a number of them a number of times each. Hey. And we had a wee chat about this when I was messaging you about coming on. There's everyone thinks that these as being un, unattainable, I'm not very fit, but there is some like the laws range and Ben Lomond that are not easy. But the there's different levels. Is what I'm trying to say. There's if you if you're a if you're a beginner, you wouldn't head straight for the biggest ones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's well it's I was, yeah, it's, it's it's hard how to word it because 'cause they're not easy, but they're easier, I guess. The uh, easier than some of the Munros to to do ones like you're saying, like Ben Law's, for example, is a good one to take somebody for the first time. But even at the same time, it's always um, it's always important obviously to for people to know how to navigate um, and to have like all the, the right clothing and stuff. There's plenty of text to be in the hills and it's always somebody's gone up for the first time and um, people that can easily get lost, even myself that I've obviously quite experienced now the last few years, it's um it, there's sometimes the depending on the weather and the mist and things that kind of go on and um, they can um, sort of distraction things that it's easy to get lost sometimes. So it's it's so important whatever time of the year, even if you're looking up for the first time to, to know how to, to
0: navigate, have a map with you and compass and, and all that. Yeah. And as, as another Monroe bagger, although in my infancy, how beautiful is a temperature inversion? I, I, you can't tell people how beautiful the pictures never do it justice. eh? When you're up there and the clouds are up for them that's listening, the clouds are up below you and all you can really see above the clouds is just the peaks of all the moonrows round about you. It's magical. Absolutely it's magical. Amazing. It's amazing. It's almost like uh it's like you're
1: looking out in the ocean and some of the, the mountaintops are like islands that you're looking out across. Yeah, I absolutely agree, it's, it's an incredible thing to, to experience and um, something I would obviously wouldn't experience if I hadn't gone to the hill walking. It's such a beautiful thing to to see.
0: Yeah, uh, now, uh, you have a role with the Scottish Parliament, I believe, as a cross-party group member. Can you tell us a wee bit about what that entails?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, so, the Sc- uh, so the Scottish Parliament um, has a number of cross-party groups, CPGs, and it's an opportunity really for um, to get a group of MSPs, so politicians and charities, and then members of the public, people that have got an interest in different subjects so there's cpgs cross-party groups on a number of different things and um, from you know, autism tourism and um, the rural sector for example but uh, there's one on mental health so i joined that have i have been a member now for about a year i think so there's like meetings every few months on it and it's just a chance to kind of come together all these people that with a, a shared interest and um, on, on a certain subject to talk about um different uh, aspects of that subject so mental health so it could be things like um through um are there challenges really into like maybe inequalities and in improving people's mental health? So like the link between poverty and mental health, that was one of the ones that's been under discussion recently. And so it's just this really interesting place. So it means that you can bring people together, talk about issues, and then maybe try to make, kind of put recommendations forward for for the government to, to look at, at some stage to maybe consider when they're making future legislation, things like that.
0: Brilliant, so how did you get involved in that, Ross? Is that just a uh,
1: threat? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I'm interested in politics and, and work in politics as well. So I was aware of cross-party groups and I guess that the more kind of work I've done in terms of, um, I guess, campaigning around mental health, um, I decided it'd be a, an interesting place. It would be a great place for me to, 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 to join up and, and talk to other people about how we improve mental health in, in Scotland. I, I guess that's uh, you know, a, goal of, a goal of mine is to do wherever I can, whether it's... I mean, having a website that's hopefully inspiring people to to get into hill walking to improve their mental well-being, um, or or other things to hopefully just look at ways to improve Scotland's Scotland's mental health. Because I think there's such a an important and crucial link between being ex- exercising, being outdoors, um, for for your well-being. I think it makes it makes improves your mental health. Not in everybody's um, story. Every, everyone's obviously different in terms of their circumstances and. And, and kind of what, what it is they're going through, but I think um, just in the main in general, and you know, outdoors and exercising, even, even in a gym, exercising is, is good for mental wellbeing.
0: Yeah, um, for what I was going to say there. Um, so in the last year you've been a member of this cross party group, what, what's kind of been the big wins for you? What's 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 been happening the last year that maybe the guy down here, doesn't hear about that's going on backstage,
1: yeah. So, I think with it, well, a cross party group, it can be um like a phased process. It's not it's not a case, I guess, of, of getting um, results every month or every time we're having a meeting. It's a case of maybe building a big discussion and then getting the kind of key points from those discussions and putting into it. like I said, I've only been a member for a year, but I think what the usual um process is is to get lots of people feeding into different topics they're having each each time they're having a meeting like I said a, a recent one was on poverty uh, sorry inequalities um, and, and mental health um, and I'd raised poverty is one, one of the ones I'd, I'd thought about um, and, and could have had some thoughts on and um, so I think um, after maybe a year or maybe and after a certain period of time they'll get those kind of ideas together into a report and then that gets given to the government for the government then to consider and, and look at and decide whether they want to try and change aspects of legislation in Scotland to, to maybe enforce some of these things that have been recommended by by the group.
0: Yeah, I think, so- I, I think I know someone who is involved in the addiction part of that. Um, okay. And I know that they were looking at the link between men's mental health and addiction. Obviously, my background and how I ended up depressed and full of anxiety was due to an addiction to drugs. Um, and, and Twice twice I've tried to kill myself and the twice I've done it, I've been high on drugs. So for me, um, there is a big big correlation between that and, and hopefully using the likes of this podcast, which is free for anyone to listen to, they'll be able to promote. That's my that's my goal for the pod, to be able to promote people who maybe don't have money to go to a private therapist or people who don't really have money to find a local support group uh, or someone like yourself. I know um, at, over Christmas and New Year, you were taking folk out who were going to be on their own. i seen you on Twitter. How did that go? Yeah, there was the five people came along and there was um, people that,
1: I mean, hadn't met each other before, and it was just a chance on Christmas morning to to do something with other people. Because obviously, Christmas is a time for people coming together and for family. Obviously, obviously, there's, there's plenty of people that maybe dislike having Christmas by themselves, but um, for people that are maybe not in that situation, um, it was just a chance to, to do something. And I, I think a hill walk's a great social a social thing as well to kind of bring people together. And um, it was great speaking to the different people that, that came along and kind of hearing and hearing their stories and what, what they do and uh, obviously because we're all on the hill there's a, a bit of a shared interest on, on the hills and you, you probably know yourself and um, when you come across people on the hills it's, it's just great to, it's just a great starting point for a conversation talking about you I mean whether it's obviously the beautiful views that day or what other hills have you done where's your favorite place in Scotland that you've been hill walking it's just such a great conversation starting the same kind of similar way I guess with with football whenever sometimes I'm in a social situation I don't really I'm meeting somebody or speaking to somebody and you're kind of making. Um, like small talk to some extent, you're going to try and get a conversation or something to bring up football because it's such a an easy way to start a conversation with somebody. and um, so things like that. and just just on your point that Ross you just mentioned about um barriers for for people, um, I guess in terms of trying to improve their mental well being, one of the things we did talk about in the cross party group or something that I brought up actually was some um, kind of going into the last Scottish Parliament elections the Royal College of Physicians um, had put forward an idea, um, which wasn't taken forward, but it doesn't mean that it's never going to be taken forward. But the idea was that to try to um, look at maybe the uh, communities in Scotland, I think it's where the, with the in terms of the, the highest de- deprivation in Scotland, areas of highest deprivation, so Glasgow Edinburgh and different parts of, of Scotland, um, and for 16 to 24 year olds in those communities and um, to be given a free gym membership, and I thought it was a great idea. I mean it's something it might not in practice um, work in, in the way it kinda of sounds, but just on, on face value I think it sounds great because it's a it's a chance for people living in, in built up areas, where maybe you don't have the access to the outdoor areas in the way that other people in the country might. For example, obviously in Glasgow and Edinburgh and in our inner city areas, they have that opportunity to go to the gym whenever they want to access that and to reap the you know, the physical health benefits but also the, the mental health benefits of it. And so the this idea was to trial it for—I think it was trial for a year and see if um, there, was, there was a lot of benefits for it. But I think those sorts of ideas, because it removes that barrier for people where they may not be able to afford to to get a gym membership, um, especially young people as well. So I think ideas like that, or any sort of ideas we can do to kind of break that link between um, you know, poverty and, and mental health, I think is is only is, is only going to be good for Scotland.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned the gym. Uh, I'm one of the people who goes through a phase where I eat eggs and chicken non stop for six weeks, lose to a stone, go to the gym and then get comfortable in that and then don't go back. But I find with my insecurities and my anxieties, I find the gym a scary place to go. Uh, and it's interesting as well that you mention on the hills, every single day. As I said, I done twenty six rows at the start of last year, and I don't think one person passed me by on any hill and never said hello, good afternoon, how you doing, and um, and that's something I carry with me. Then I, I do my girlfriend's head in everywhere we go, people look. At, as soon as I catch eye contact with someone, I say hello even in the street, and and it's quite weird, isn't it? That and the same people who walk past you in the street would be the same people who, if you saw them on the hills, would stop and have a chat. And a, it's just it's. A, I think a modern society and everyone's so busy and rushing to get places that when you're up there you get to to take the time to to, to talk to strangers <laughs> and, and find out stories and and just be nice. So moving on, um, you're also as much as much as you do your your Mountains Men Mind, Mind, you're also an ambassador for Mountains for the Mind. Mountains for the Mind. So, can you give us a wee bit of info about mountains for the minds?
1: Yeah, so I guess it's a similar idea. I guess with mountains, men, mines, and it's uh, mountains for the mind is a campaign that started by the trail magazine and like the walking and running magazine outdoors. And so, like they, they really their is their campaign is to um, guess get people get ambassadors, people that that can share stories on on their website. Um, and really kind of just kind of share, get that, The obviously kind of similar thing to Mountains Men Mines, where it's just about trying to inspire um, other people to, to get into the outdoors and to kind of share all those stories of people that um, um, have improved their mental well-being um, in, in, in different ways through the through the outdoors. So that's a great campaign and it's, it's UK-wide as well, so it's something that I'd recommend people going to go on to uh, Mountains Men Mines and Mountains For The Mines. Um, for the mind, uh, websites and kind of going on and reading all the different stories and just how outdoors has, has helped so many people.
0: Yeah, for anyone who's watching or listening, I'll put the links to these. I'll get you to send me the links over, Ross, and I'll, I'll stick them in the description for the video to make them easily accessible for anybody who wishes to. Now, we've also today got a champion on the podcast. People might not realise you are scotland's online walking champion what does that entail and how did you get that accolade i want that accolade <laughs> <laughs> well
1: there'll be a new one this year so you put so forward for it i think um that was last year i was yeah it was an amazing thing it was uh just one of the best things to to um to get contacted about i'd be um nominated by you know by a pal and um, for there was like because i knew that last year there was the sorry so last year there was the, the scottish national walking wars and it's the first time there's ever been these kind of awards before and then um, yeah I got contacted to to say that and um, the judging panel had looked at the different people that'd been nominated for it and decided that um i would get the award for and um, so there's 10 10 awards and um, all kind of to do with encouraging other people to get, get outdoors and and um, so yeah i was like the the media and online walking champion so it was just uh, it was made um, kind of mainly to do with like a work on Promoting mental mental health and, and mental well-being in the hills, like Moan's Story, I guess, and and sharing that. But then also to to, to put the mountains um, and men minds campaign together as well. Just anything to sort of just to promote that mental health message and to inspire people to the outside and go out walking. Because a lot a lot the the words are kind of put together. There's a few national Scottish walking charities that put that award together. Um, and obviously, a big focus of them is trying to get Scotland more active and Scotland walking more. So um, I, I think they obviously really um, liked the idea of, of kind of getting out and trying to promote the mental wellbeing aspects of, of walking that, that I was doing through, obviously, the Mountains Men
0: Mines website. And as you just say that, you don't realise, I'm right in the middle of Clibank, uh, and the concrete jungle everywhere, but 40 minutes drive down the coast and the scenery, and I've noticed you speaking about it on that BBC video, what a beautiful country! Um, I done, I done a trip, and you you know it, I'm sure the the Chauveau Bothy, and the yeah yeah, and the in Manur- old- out that way yeah yep. I, I, places like that. Um, what's the what's the you posted a picture of it the other day? Waiting for the mist to clear the, the big hill that's up there, the range. What are, the oh, the and Challock, and and, Chalic. and, Chalic. Angelic, and Chalic, Yep. So there's all these different places that people just don't know about unless they hear from someone like you who can come on and and talk about them. Um, there's Leslie. I I sometimes try to think of myself kind of pre that depression
1: period and how I thought of Scotland and because I lived in Perth for a wee bit and to think obviously Perth is just on like that the doorstep of kind of heading towards like the the Southern Highlands and Highland Perthshire. There's just there's so much there. And I just had no idea at all. What was there in my I do my head? I just kind of thought of just everything, kind of like central belt focused. Thinking about places like Edinburgh and Glasgow, just like if all the if I was to go and do something at the weekend or whatever, and it wouldn't really necessarily be outdoors. It was the only thing I guess at that time I was doing to be active was was playing five a side football, um, a couple of nights a week, and um, that that was really it. But to think that I, I just had no idea. I knew Scotland was a beautiful country. Obviously I just in my head, yeah, Scotland's a beautiful country. There's there's mountains and lochs and all that, but. I had no idea how much there was and how beautiful it was. And like you said as well, how, how accessible as well they, they can be. Like once you get into it, once you learn about navigation, once you understand obviously like, Met, the Met Office and um, weather reports and, and how that can affect hill walking like in terms of like, obviously like, not going when it's too windy and, and things like that. Once you once you really get an understanding of, of being able to get up a hill, um, Scotland is such a beautiful, beautiful place. And some of the places are just, it's just, it's just really incredible. And the islands as well, the highlands. Um, but even like around Cairngorms, even Fife, like I didn't even really know much about what was on my doorstep in Fife, and Fife's a beautiful place, so um, it's just that it really took me going through that, I guess, to, to really um, to appreciate that, and, and yourself speaking there, you've you obviously got now an understanding of how beautiful a country Scotland is.
0: It's that, you're, in, you're stuck in your, but I, the, the, where I was, I was sitting in my bedroom not wanting to go out and then complaining I was depressed when when I took the medication I was given and got out and seen a bit outdoors and got that it's just a it's a buzz, isn't it? It's a buzz for, for life and you appreciate that it, it costs you twenty quid in fuel to get for here to Ullapool and you've got that and you can go your camping, you can do your Monroes and you must you must have had a, a favourite so far. what's been your favourite Monroe? Of the two hundred and forty-one you've done, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think. Well, my favourite place in Scotland, I guess outside Fife, would be um, Torridon. Have you had the chance to be up to go up there? there you a, yep. Um, so yeah, incredible, be- cre- incredibly beautiful place, um, even for even for Scotland. Um, and I think driving down, I think a lot of people get kind of gasp a little, a little bit for breath when they drive through Glencoe for the first time. How stunning and how epic and dramatic it is, but. Um, I never thought anything would beat Glen Cole, but when I drove through Glen Torridon for the first time, I was absolutely blown away. couldn't believe I was in Scotland. I just couldn't believe how incredible a place it was um, driving through the Glen um, and the mountains there. So there's like six Munroes really in the kind of the vicinity of Torridon. You've got Benny, uh, Leah Ach, and Ben Alligan. And I'd probably say Ben Alligan's my favourite. Um, there's two Munroes on there. There's was Squaremore and Town Ngurgich. So um, one of those two would probably be my, my favourite, I
0: think. But Torridon's just an amazing place. I love that. See, the guy who I used to go with, uh, it was actually my father-in-law, I used to go with him, uh, and he's done, the full moon, he's done the full set of Monroe's uh, in the early 2000s, and he's now on his second lap with them. I think he's got maybe six days to go on his second lap, and I can't even tell you streets round about where I live, but he can look for the top of a mountain and point out and pronounce everyone, just the way you've done there, right off the top of his head, um, and... <laughs> It's a different it's a whole different ball game. Um so I suppose we better talk a wee bit about you said there you were you had a bit of time in, in Perth. What were you what were, what were you up to there? Where did you work in Perth? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I worked for St Johnston. Um really enjoyed my time there working in football. Um St Johnston's a great club, great family club. And um yeah, when I was talking earlier about obviously growing up and, and being a ball boy for Cowdenbeath and supporting Cowdenbeath, but I mean, if I was being really honest, like my second, uh, (laughs) my wee team, uh, my second team, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was always St Johnston um, because, like, if Cowbeath were playing away or weren't playing one weekend, and um, because I'd always go to the football with my dad at the weekend, it just became like a routine, and if maybe Cowbeath weren't playing for whatever reason or were were away and we couldn't get there in time if my dad was working, we would always look at what was going on around, and it was almost always St Johnston that we'd we'd go to. I remember going up to McDermott Park quite a few times as a kid, and... I remember like, the blue and white popcorn you'd get in the, in the kiosk. I'm not sure if they do that anywhere, but um, I, I really remember St. Johnston. I was there for their, they went to the League Cup final in, was in 99? We played Rangers, got beat 2-1. And I remember going to that game, you know, as a St. Johnston fan. So, um, yeah, when I had the opportunity to, to go and actually work for St. Johnston, that was that was a, an amazing thing because, yeah, to, to work for a premiership club, but to work for one that was quite
0: familiar with already, um, yeah, it was really special. And part of the celebrations
1: when they won the Scottish Cup the first time. Yeah, that was amazing as well. I, I honestly can't believe how um, how lucky I was to be working at the club during that that spell. Um the the never the, the club had never qualified for the Scottish Cup before I don't think. Uh, Scottish, Scottish Cup final before um had never won um you know the, the Scottish Cup or our major trophy before and and to, to go to Celtic Park and beat Dundee United even the build up I think to be play was it Aberdeen I think in the semi-final and Stevie May had scored twice um after Aberdeen had gone ahead and it was just the most amazing thing and then obviously the whole thing with May 17 as well like that was these, the number on Stevie May's shirt and it was just it was just such a special thing to be in, involved in and, and to be at Celtic Park and to be behind the goal I was doing filming that day I was sorry for people to know I um, did a lot of media work with St Johnston and that, that day I was um doing doing a lot of video stuff for the YouTube channel and trying to, just trying to capture the day because you didn't, you didn't know where I was going to go, but whatever happened, it was a historic day for the club. So I was just there to try and capture as, as much as possible. And um, uh, I just I just remember that, yeah, we made the goal because I, I was beside um, Martin Hawkins and Jack Henderson, uh, St. Johnston fans that were doing media stuff with the club that day as well. And we're, it was 1-0 to St. Johnston going into the, kind of late into the game. And uh, United would been pushing in things for, for a goal and and then uh Stephen McLean pops up with a second goal i think about nine minutes from time or something and he just went he just just ran into the around the crowd and ran past the camera and just that that feeling of like elation that they' scored a second goal and we're going on to to win it was just so special and to film all this stuff after as well the the team singing sweet caroline and the fan with the fans there it was just honestly i was just so lucky to to be involved now in even as a you know a can fan, fine but like i said um a real, a real soft spot for st johnston i was um just really lucky to be involved in that
0: yeah so now uh what's happening what's going on now you know you're obviously planning to finish the munro's this year which is about another big ask thought our 41 munro's by did you say april uh well may, yeah because course uh, yeah may, may time is
1: that is the plan so i think um i'm just gonna, gonna give it a, a Kind of a couple of months rest I think and um, kind of focusing on stuff more locally and then once the, the days get a bit longer um and kind of March and April time I'm just gonna just try and hit it pretty hard I think just because the ones that I've got left are all quite remote so they're well pretty much all, all remotely've sa- I've saved an easier one for for last but um yeah really excited in the hills there was a time in the summer there where I was out I, I still can't believe I did it but I did um what did I do I did I was walking f- first like I was doing Monroe's for seven days out of nine so I, it was just like almost like most times like every day I was I was out in the hills for and um, this kind of period like nine days when I took a couple weeks holiday and that was amazing the weather was amazing it was almost too good because it was just roasting hot but it was I just had the time of life doing that out in the hills with my, with my friends and doing those Monroe's so I think I'm hoping I'm just kind of wanting to try and get the same sort of thing for kind of springtime hopefully the weather is nice and I'll just be out in the hills, um, on consecutive days, staying in bothies as well. I'm not staying in a both yet, even though I've done the numbers I've done. I know this, so I've kind of I've saved a few of these and a few kind of wild camps as well for for last. So, um, just buzzing to to do that. It'll be yeah, it's just gonna be really fun.
0: Have you done the Fisher Field five?
1: No, there. That's that's on that's on my list. So a lot of all the ones I've got left as well are, are multiples. So I think over a couple of days I'm going to get a good five or six done, and that'll get me. To- <laughs> Get me through the forty-one that I've got left, and um, fairly quickly, I think. Yeah, they were the last ones i have done. They're beautiful. That was. Yeah, I've, yeah. Heard that I've, I've heard. i the. Was it the bog at the end of it? Is like the one the worst. The worst. Yes. You, the worst you
0: can imagine is how I sort of described. What. What is it like? Uh up up to your knees and cowpat. That's really <laughs> bad. It's um. No, I, 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 as you know yourself, after once you hit the, I, I know that for me when I hit the the peak you just want back to the car at that point, don't you? Well, when, you're, when you hit the peak, you're only starting the workout on them, to be honest, because they, you work double-time, trying to get your feet in and out the, the mud all the way back. But they're very rewarding, very rewarding hills. We camped at the bottom of them and, and got them done, and it was, it was actually a really nice day. Um, not too hot, not too cold either. It's quite a long walk into the Bothy, isn't it? Because it's a
1: long walk into the Bothy, or where you can camp, and then you do the Route the 5 as a kind of circuit,
0: I mean, sure, it's, that's Shawnaval, Shawnaval Boffy. Uh, so we stayed in it one night. We, we drove up, stayed in the Boffy. Then the next night, when we came back, we ended up sleeping outside the Boffy because it was roasting and somebody had left the door open and all the midges had went in. Um, And then the next day, we, we, when we finished the second day, we just came home. It was, uh, I, it, it was, it was really nice. So what I really need to ask you is, Will we Dex be coming out of retirement for your last Monroe? Um, I think really realistically, if I was, I've got
1: a, <laughs> I've got a wee bag. I think there's one that um you get it's a like canine um sports bags, and it's something that um I've been thinking about for the last one, just because I'd love to have him the last one. I yeah. think it'd be amazing thing he was there for for the star. Obviously, when I was going through a really tough time, um, like I said, there was maybe times where other people um, weren't available at the weekend to go on the hills maybe, but my my dog was always there to to do it. So um. I think it'd be really special to have him on the last one in some way And like I said I've left the last the last one I've got left is is really one of the easier ones and um, it's like a mile and a half or just over that or something to to the top um, and like I said I've got him am prepared to kind of have him in like a, a bag where he'd be like over my shoulder where he's like pausing my shoulder or something but I think he'd be able to manage um, elements of, and parts of it anyway he's not and um, he's definitely definitely able to do it I just don't want to overdo it with him because he's, he's getting older so um that would be special I think to have that but also special to friends and family there and um, you and know, clean yourself I've, I've said to you if, you if you want to come along to anybody that you know i've been on the journey with anybody that's interested in hill walking and that wants to come along and um, is more than welcome as it's, it's a little bit of a drive up there but it's going to be an easier one and the view from the top looks across to um, and Torridon, which is my favorite area of yeah. called outside five so i think it'd be a really special one to
0: finish on i'm just hoping uh the weather will be nice on on the day that i, that I tend to do it De- definitely, when you're gonna do it, I'll definitely join you. Uh, thanks very much, because I know how special it is for me, Robagles, to to get the, the set complete. So I'll, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, and I'll I'll update folk when you're gonna go through the other brother Twitter um, and hopefully other people would come in and see you completing it makes it. Honestly, it's it's not until you start walking them you realize that Two hundred and eighty two is an awful lot of hills. <laughs> <laughs> it's not awful yeah. lot. Of help. So, you do thing. like you do like ten, you do twenty, you do thirty, and you're like,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, i through this, and then, and then you realise, um, I just how long it takes. Especially one of the ones that are just more remote, it just takes so much longer, and you've just really got to time it, and um, it's a lot of money as well. Like when you think about the, obviously when you're saying the travel costs up to Liverpool and things. It's, it's fine when it's like one or two or whatever, but like kind of doing them kind of one after the other each weekend and stuff like that. I mean that takes its toll as well, and obviously working and you are trying to try line it with the uh, with weather and. And all and injuries and things you could be carrying. There's all these different elements that are, that can kind of prevent you from trying to build up a, quite a few of them sometimes. So to kind of, yeah, it'll just, it'll be, I think, more of a relief, I guess. I, I think, I'm, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to feel, but um, I'll, I'll enjoy the last one, but it will be a, a sense of relief to think, right, I've done it. I've actually said to do this kind of epic challenge, and it'll be amazing
0: to actually complete it. And, and complete it in short time. Short, some people take 20, 30 years to complete it, Ross, that's rapid completion you've done and um, I suppose just to finish up and um, is what I'm going to ask every guest mate if somebody is sitting listening to this pod or is struggling with our mental health uh, what would be you what would be your key pieces of advice uh, based on what you've learned about your own depression? Yeah um, again it's like really individual for
1: everybody but I think in the main um, it's you just got to open up about it. You've got, you've got, to, you've got to speak about it. You've got to just let other people know how you're feeling. And it's, um, and people around you, or even, you mean, know, charities, if you ever want to speak to, you've got Samaritans that are there 24 seven, that are, are more than, you we'd know, would, would want you to phone them if you're feeling low and um, they want to help you. And there's obviously like Sam H, Supporting Mind, mental health charities that are there with lots of advice, like you know, tips as well, advice on how to look after your mental wellbeing. So just kind of just be open about it. I think if you bottle bought, bought up, it, the kind of the longer you bottle something up, it's going to get kind of worse and worse, and it's just going to keep bringing you down. I think once you maybe speak to someone, that'll make you feel that'll make you feel a bit better. Like there's, there's there's no harm in telling telling a friend or family member how you, how you're feeling. So um, and they'll they'll want you to do it. And then also along, along with that, I would say you know, something that really helped me obviously is and um, we'll get into hill walking, but I mean just walk, just going for a walk. I think that a lot of times in um, Sometimes when when you're working or you're at home or something, maybe if there's just something on your mind that you're sort of kind of it's kind of like getting to a little bit, see so if you just go out for a walk, even just for half an hour. Just like it doesn't need to be somewhere really scenic, although obviously that's that's better if it is. But um just go out for a walk, just get some fresh air, get your legs moving, get some exercise, uh, uh, oxygen your lungs, and then just kind of and come back and always feel better. Like there's not a time of out for a walk and come back, and um, where I've not had like a different perspective or just kind of felt like maybe the thing I was worrying about was just maybe a bit I was just worrying about too much or or things like that so yeah being open about your feeling and um you know getting getting some exercise and you know if you, if you are really struggling you, you speak to a gp as well and you can hopefully be referred to to some support services as well that's really important as well
0: yeah um thanks very much for coming on ross uh for anybody listening or watching if you found it interesting or you feel that you know somebody who could maybe benefit from hearing the pod, give us give it a wee like, give it a subscribe to the pod, don't miss episodes. Uh, you'll get notifications when a new one comes in and try and spread the word. It's people like yourself, Ross that are giving up their time to come on and try and help others. I really appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to joining you for your last Monroe. And with that mate, thank you very much. Um, And just to
1: say, Ross, it's an amazing thing that you're doing just now, obviously, with your own personal story to do with mental health and to have this sort of podcast. And you're trying to inspire other people and help other people. um, It's a great thing. So, like, um, just kind of, well done to you for for doing this. And it's absolutely um, a pleasure to be on it. So thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you very much, mate. A fitting end. See you later.